You're listening to the Destiny Community Church Podcast. Well, Happy New Year, church. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. You did it. You survived another year. Pat on the back for you. Amen? All the bumps and bruises did not take you out. You pushed through last year. You persevered. And and you made it through it. But I believe that there's more to life than just surviving. Especially for a child of God. I believe there's more to life than just surviving. I believe that God has called us to thrive. We're not just called to survive. We have been called to thrive. And and, and not to just make it through it. We're called to grow. We're called to thrive. Even during our challenges. Proverbs 11 and 28 says, The righteous will flourish like a green leaf. The righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Psalm 1 and 3 says that the righteous are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So we're called to thrive, to prosper, to advance, to grow in all that we do. So I want you to look at somebody next to you, and I want you to tell them these words. Say, it's time to grow up. Now look at the other person. Tell them, it's time to grow up. Amen. At my in-law's house, and don't worry, my mother-in-law's here right now, and I'm going to be good, okay? My mother-in-law used to have this this height chart on on a corner in her kitchen where you could measure her grandkids and, and how tall they were getting. And it was a nice wall chart, too, because... It even had places that you could put their pictures uh, of her grandchildren as they grow. And so you could move the pictures as they grow, or, or add new pictures, I should say, as they get older. A really cool chart, but there was only one problem. Every time I went to their house and I would look at it, I didn't recognize the kids in the picture. Like, none of them looked familiar to me. Like, who are these grandkids? And it's because... It displayed the stock photos that came in it, and she never changed out the photos. So <laughs> we were watching these kids grow up, had no idea who they are. I believe, am I lying? I'm not lying. Okay. I believe that every Christian should set benchmarks. This is going to be challenging, stay with me. I believe we should set benchmarks because what is measured improves. In everything in life, what is measured improves. If a player wants to have a better batting average, then you need to keep track of how they are hitting. If a player wants a better free throw shooting percentage, which sure could have helped Florida yesterday, um, then you want to keep track of their, their missed and made free throws. If you want to better manage your money, then watch your spending and stay within the confines of your budget. Hey, even if the goal is to lose weight, then keeping track of your calorie intake will help you accumulate lost pounds because what is measured grows. In the same sense, church, we need to be growing in our faith, growing in our spiritual maturity. And it would do us good to step back and evaluate where we are at in our walk with Christ. And and that's something that I always like to do this time of year. I think this is important for us, is that it's time for us just to take a step back and see where am I at in my walk with Christ? Where am I at in my spiritual maturity? As I've said many times, walking with Christ 
means that we are advancing. If you're walking, you're moving forward. You're advancing. And if we are at the same place right now as we were this time last year, we're not walking with Christ. We're standing still. Uh, this is going to be tough. You've you got to be with me. Even worse, if we have taken steps backwards in our spiritual growth, we are moving farther away from Christ rather than advancing with him as we've been called to do to walk with Christ. And so today I want to share with you a passage of scripture from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. So as you turn to Ephesians chapter 4, allow me to give you a little background on this, this letter that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. The book of Ephesians can be clearly divided into two sections. The first part is doctrinal. Chapters 1 through 3 deal with doctrine. Chapters 4, 5, and 6 are practical. So it, it's, it's evenly split between the doctrinal and the practical. And, and the, the doctrinal is what we believe. That's what Paul was concerned with in chapters 1, 2, and 3, what, what they were believing. And then chapters 4, 5, and 6, the practical is how we behave. It's an interesting book. And Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus is a masterpiece in the revelation of a balanced life of belief and behavior. How many of you know it takes both? It takes the doctrinal and the practical. It takes belief and behavior to have a, a, a successful walk with Christ. It doesn't matter what you know or what you believe if it is not put into practice. And so there has to be some practicality to it. Way too many Christians have knowledge but operate poorly in the execution of said knowledge. I'm not going to make any friends today. This is going to be a miserable year for me. I'm just telling you. If, if, I, if I go as hard as I want to, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Hear me, church. Hear me. Way too many Christians, they have knowledge. In other words, we've got book knowledge. But the execution of that is done very poorly. We know what to do, but we fail to do it. So listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16. He says, starting verse 11, Now these are the gifts, and, and there's a key word there, gifts. Listen to this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So, so these are gifts. These are, these are presents to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Don't miss what he said. Let me, let me read it again. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. You're welcome. He gave me to you. Therefore, you have to accept me. You have to put up with me. And you certainly have to listen to me. No, I'm just joking. Kind of. Verse 12, this is the responsibility of those gifts, okay? Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature. Someone say mature. We will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. 
Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of, of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Come on, look at somebody again and say, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up because we all have room to grow. I, I have room to grow. I'm so glad my wife did not amen out loud just then. I was so afraid she was going to. But I have room to grow, church. I do. You have room to grow. We all have room to grow. And, and, and here's the truth. I love you too much. And more importantly, God loves you too much to leave you where you are in Christ right now. He wants you to grow in your relationship and in your walk with Christ. At, as the end of 2023 approached, I was planning out my preaching calendar for this next year. And I prayed that God would give me direction for our church. And there were so many things that were on my heart, so many things that were, that were coming to my memory. And I, I just thought, yeah, th this is probably something we need to focus on. This is... And the more and more that, that I, I studied it, the more and more God began to convict me. Because we do so many wonderful things here as a community of believers. We serve. This is a serving church. We give. We give. I'm, there is sacrificial giving that is done in this house. And we worship but I believe that God is leading us into a season of spiritual maturity. I could not get away from it. The more and more that I prayed, the more and more that I contemplated where we're at and where we need to go, God just kept speaking to me to lead us. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying lead you. I'm saying lead you and me to lead us into deeper spiritual maturity. And each, if each one of us takes on the responsibility of our own spiritual maturity, imagine how much better we will be together as a community of believers. It's like Paul was saying, that the whole body becomes healthy and growing and full of love. And it says that he makes us fit perfectly together. And so... Here's what I believe God spoke to me. And, and, and you just take this for what it's worth in your own life. But I believe as I was praying, God said these specific things to me as he dropped them into my spirit. If some of us don't grow spiritually this year, our marriages won't make it. Hear me. If we don't mature, if we don't grow spiritually, our marriages won't make it. If some of us don't grow spiritually, we will allow ungodly desires to take precedence in our lives. Becoming more important than our relationship with Christ. Becoming more important than our relationship with our own families. If some of us don't grow up spiritually, we are going to lead our families away from this environment that God has placed us in. This environment that offers support. It offers accountability. And how many times have I watched as people and, and their relationship with Christ has, has become dull and, 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 and almost non-existent. And what happens, you, listen, you can sit on that, 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 that row every week 
and the, the flame can go out. Uh, your love for Christ can, can be diminished. You've got, you've got to put forth the work and the effort to grow and mature in Christ. And if some of us don't do it this year, we're going to lead our families outside of, of, of the place that God has called us to be, he's put us to be, that offers support and accountability. And here's why. The enemy wants to keep the church immature. And right now, especially in American history, I'm looking at the church right now as probably the most immature that the church has ever been in the history of the United States of America. Hear me. There is some some great immaturity. I told you this is not going to be easy. As a matter of fact, it's very convicting, and I want you to receive it that way. Let it be convicting, not condemning. It's not meant to offend. This is meant to help us mature. Immature Christians cower down in fear when the enemy attacks, and they will speak defeated and whipped. Mature Christians stand on God's word. They speak with faith, and they allow God to defeat their enemy. Immature Christians will not commit. They are satisfied with a complacent life that doesn't matter. Mature Christians step up and step in and and commit to ministry and they make it happen. Other people can depend on them because they're faithful to it. Immature Christians wear their feelings on their shoulders and go through life offended and bitter. I'm going to read that again because this is the year we're going to conquer that. Immature Christians wear their feelings on their shoulders and go through life offended and bitter. But mature Christians recognize that people make mistakes and they extend grace into the lives of others. Matthew 10 and 8 tells us, give as freely as you have received. Listen, I have been forgiven. My life is grace-filled. That's why it's important for me to look at others even when they offend me and I freely give as I have freely received. Amen? Immature Christians shun godly wisdom. Hear me. Mature Christians welcome advice from spiritual authority and use it as a growing opportunity. Proverbs 13 and 20 tells us, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and get in trouble. Proverbs 15 and 22 says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. We need to walk with the wise if we want to grow wise. But one of the greatest signs of immaturity is people trying to prove their maturity. Beware, hear me, hear me. Beware of people that try to act like they are more advanced in their spiritual maturity than others. This is an easy trap for us to fall into. The tallest player on the court doesn't have to tell everyone that they're superior in height. It's noticeable. It's one of the reasons why I hate playing Pastor BJ in basketball. I do. Because we're never on the same team. They're never going to pick us up to be on the same team. And bless my heart, I can't get a rebound over that guy. And I do everything right. I box out. I do, but he's just got the, the height. The, the wingspan. I mean, the guy doesn't even jump. It's frustrating. You see, 
he doesn't have to walk into the gym and start telling everybody, I'm the tallest player on the court. It's noticeable by, what, by the way that he plays. This, the fastest player on the field doesn't have to brag about their speed. It's apparent in their ability to play the game. Even the smartest person in the room does not have to brag about their IQ score or their GPA. In time, that knowledge, their knowledge speaks for itself. And if you have to explain that you are superior in your spiritual maturity, you are probably not where you think you are. Romans 12 and 16 says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. How many times do you watch me come to this pulpit and tell you I don't have it all figured out? There's some things that I can tell you that are are scripturally based that I cannot explain to you. So I have to take them at face value. I am not the smartest person in the room. I knew there would be one moron. Philippians 2 and 3 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Proverbs 26 and 12 says, Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Man, the the scriptures are filled full of these warnings. And and the proof of, of a spiritually mature life is not in our ability to prove that we are superior, but rather in letting our decisions and our actions speak for themselves. You don't have to walk around criticizing every other Bible teacher. You don't have to walk around criticizing everyone else's practices and beliefs. What you can do is you can speak volumes with your actions, speak volumes with how you live your life. Behaviorists tell us that when belief is not balanced with behavior, psychological problems exist. Oh, have I seen this before. They said even to the point of mental illness. That when your belief is not balanced with with behavior, how you live it out, psychological problems will occur. And one of the problems with the church today is that many people don't know what they believe and why they believe it. They have no idea why we believe what we believe. And this in turn affects our behaviors. Because church, when you are uncertain of what you believe, you can be certain that uncertain behavior will follow. When you don't know what you believe, how can you possibly dictate how you're going to respond? The balance between belief and behavior is like sodium chloride. Taken separately, both sodium and chloride are poisonous. They could kill you. But together with the right amount of each element, the household name for them combined together is salt. The right belief with proper behavior is the spice of life. Maybe that's why Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 13, you are the salt of the earth. When you have what you believe and your behavior lining up together in harmony with one another, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. 
When belief and behavior coincide together, it's a beautiful witness to the grace of God. It's one of the greatest witnessing tools that we have. And this is when we witness a believer's life growing in Christ because anything that is thriving is growing. And over the next few weeks, church, we are going to look at at areas that we can mature in in our walk with Christ. I am intentionally leading us through this. Not just you. I'm telling you, I'm speaking to myself too because there are some things that I need to grow in Christ with. But I'm, I'm determined that we are going to grow in our spiritual maturity here at the beginning of this year. We're going to start putting some things in place that are going to help us grow in our spiritual maturity because this time next year, we are not going to be in the same place we are this time this year. Amen. So really quickly, allow me to tell you what spiritual maturity is not. Okay? It isn't about age or how long you've been a Christian. Age doesn't make you mature. There are many long-term believers that have stunted their spiritual growth. I've been in church my entire life. I've seen way too many should-be mature Christians. When I say they are mature in age, they are not mature in their walk with Christ. And they've stunted their spiritual growth. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. Age Length of time of, of, of since you've started a relationship with Christ, that doesn't matter. It's also not about appearance. It's not. I grew up in an environment that put a lot of emphasis on how people looked. And there's a lot of people, including family members that I have, that have a hard time walking with Christ today because of rules and regulations that, that man, humanity, put on them as they were growing up in the church. Listen, I, I grew up in an environment that, that women, they had, their hairdos were beehives with more bobby pins than you can imagine. The higher the hair, the closer to heaven. That was what they thought, I guess. I grew up in an environment that men wore long sleeves, clean shaven. I wouldn't pass. It's also not about achievement. Spiritual maturity is not about achievement. You can accomplish great things for the kingdom of God and still not be spiritually mature. You can raise money for missions. You can serve the community and still be spiritually immature. And it's certainly not about academics. A seminary degree or a Bible college degree doesn't make you spiritually mature. As a matter of fact, I have seen some of the most spiritually confused people on the planet teach, teach at seminaries and Bible colleges. And there's a battle going on right now with a Bible college that I love very much that some of their, their faculty are teaching things and allowing things that shouldn't happen that, goes, that are contrary to God's word. I'm telling you, I have witnessed it. I have seen some of the most spiritually confused people Leading spiritual institutions. Spiritual maturity is not achieved by comparing yourself to anyone else. And so the slate is clean for us to start this new year, church. Hear me. The slate is clean because we're not looking across the aisle. That's not how you judge your spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is achieved by measuring yourself up against the word of God. This is the mirror that we have to look into. And what we might see in the next few weeks 
might challenge us a little bit on how we need to grow and how we need to mature. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I am going to ask you a question. Have you watched your life advance this past year in your spiritual maturity or retreat? Just contemplate it yourself. Where are you at with that? Because that's not the life God has called us to. This is going to be the year of spiritual maturity for Destiny Community Church and, and those that are associated with it. As I close this out, I have to admit to you, the past two weeks, I haven't done anything. The way the calendar worked, the way it fell into place, we've been off for the past two weeks with the exception of last Sunday. But I didn't preach last Sunday. Pastor BJ preached an incredible message last Sunday. And um, I, I just sat there and received. And so for two weeks, I have not done... Mandy made me get out and clean the garage one day. But other than that, I haven't done anything. But I have enjoyed spending time with my grandson. It's been good. It's like this is the first Christmas that he can really start to comprehend a few things. And I can tell you this, life is enjoyable for my family right now, especially for Pop Rock and Grammy. We're loving it. And what a joy it was for us when Caleb sent our family text thread a, a video of Knox's first steps two days after Christmas. Man, we were all just in different places, different locations, but we're all rejoicing through a text thread. It was amazing. A week and a half later, we're watching him become more and more comfortable with walking. It's, it's a really cool process. Because I can't even remember when my kids started walking. Like, I really, I, I, I don't remember it at all. But watching him, man, it's amazing. Because, as I've stated before, my grandson is brilliant. <laughs> and, and, and he can sense when, when he's unstable. And, and he'll stop. And, and, he'll, and if he can't get his footing just right... If he can't regain his composure, he just sits straight back and just right, right on that, that cushion of that diaper. You know, just, he just sits and then, and then he puts his hands down and he's, he'll stand back up. And he'll get back up and, and he'll try again. It was fun to learn to watch him learn to crawl. It was fun to watch him learn to crawl. Now he's learning to walk. Church, may this be the year that we grow and mature and improve our walk with Christ. And when we do get it wrong, may we fall with grace, get back up, try again, learning from our past mistakes and not repeating them. That's spiritual maturity. I'm not calling us to perfection. I'm calling us to growth. I want to be better in my walk with Christ this time next year that I am this time this year. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Community Church Podcast. To learn more about DCC, including our service times and location, visit us at destinycommunitychurch.org.